Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. Talk about what's happening in the U.S. state of Georgia. Uh, Senate runoff elections will take place on Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, after a whirlwind two month campaign. If uh, Democrat John Ossoff can beat the first-term Republican Senator David Perdue from Georgia and fellow Democrat Raphael Warnock can defeat Republican Senator Kelly Loeffler, the Senate will be split 50-50 between the two parties. Uh, That would mean the presiding – the tie vote would go to the vice president, in this case, Vice President-elect Kamala Harris, uh, which means the Biden administration would basically run both the House and the Senate. With us now to uh, break this down, Andreas Preuss, radio host, WRAS 88.5, joining us from Atlanta, Georgia. Andreas, good morning. Welcome to Singapore. Well, good morning and happy new year to you and your listeners. Well, Glenn. thanks, Andreas. Man, you sound nice and clear this morning. That's a great headset. You know you straight have. away you, he's a radio host. <laughs> he must <laughs> clear. And to all future guests. Andreas, let's get right into this runoff election that's happening on coming Tuesday in Atlanta. Two runoff elections. Break it down. I, I gave a little bit of an intro to it, but but tell us a little bit more about about the players and and what's expected to happen where we're at right now. Well, you know, Georgia is the center of the election right now. Mm -hmm. So Georgia, which has been predominantly Republican in the last uh, 15, 20 years, turned Democratic in the presidential primary against uh, Trump and Biden going towards Biden. It was very contentious. The governor, who's Republican, Brian Kemp, was an ardent supporter of President Trump. Of course, once the numbers started getting squishy and the votes were coming in and the mail-in ballots, you know, there were certain things that Trump wanted to get the state back that didn't happen. So he's been very uh, personable in his attacks against Brian Kemp, the Republican. And you've also have the two Republican uh, senators, uh, Kelly Leffler, who was appointed, and then David Perdue. They're both Republican incumbents. Then you've got some newcomers, not necessarily, in one case, Raphael Warnock, the Reverend Raphael Warnock, who is the senior pastor at the famous Martin Luther King Church in Atlanta, the Ebenezer Baptist Church. He's a senior pastor there. And then John Ossoff has run for Congress and lost a couple of years ago. So he's running, running against David Perdue. And then Warnock is running against uh, Kelly Leffler. So, you know, it's the center of the universe right now in American politics, and that, like you said, can and will determine the fate of the U.S. Senate, whether it goes stays Republican or goes Democratic. And I can tell you guys, I mean, just the amount of money being mm. spent in these past weeks, $500 million. I mean, Damn. the phone calls, the texts, the television ads. I mean, look, I understand commercial uh, broadcasting needs to make money. But just the amount of ads and flyers you get in the mail, I mean, you're, get, you're getting full posters of evil people being painted <laughs> by, the, by, the, by the, the challenger. Yeah. You know, just some nasty stuff going on out there. You mm. know, and when you're a pastor, in Warnock's case, I mean, he said things from the pulpit mm. that, you know, are, are very controversial. You know, he said you can't serve God in the military at the same time. Mm. That became an anti-military comment. Uh, there's been other comments like that where it's just gotten very nasty. Not, not, you know, mudslinging is a tradition in American politics, yeah. and you're seeing it play out here. 
Well, yeah, there's been a few examples on the on the left, mm. the left side. The Democrats have accused the Republican candidates of having connections to the Klansmen, to the KKK. I've seen right. Republicans suggest that if the Democrats get in, it'll turn Georgia into this socialist state. So it's very interesting to me, Andreas. It's acting out almost as a microcosm for the presidential election that we've just seen. A high early voter turnout, over 3 million early votes. Does that give an indication, look, no one has a crystal ball, that they could be more Democrat-leaning as they ended up being with the presidential election? And do you see it being similarly close? I mean, Georgia was won by Biden by just over 12,000 votes out of something like 5 million. Yes, you're right, first first, uh, Democrat to carry the state since 1992, but it was extraordinarily close. Do you see something similar happening here? I do, and the polls, at least at this time, are still neck and neck between all the candidates that are running in this race. And as you just said, 3 million early voters, I mean, that's that's a record. 2 million of them were in person, you know, people going to the polls, and they, and they closed in the last couple of days, and then a million by mail, mail-in ballots. And traditionally, Republicans have always come out stronger on the uh, the runoffs, because Republicans always have this image of they come to vote, rain, shine, sleet, snow, they'll be there at the polls. Mm. And of course, with the early voting and the mail-in ballots, that's changed because of the pandemic. And you saw that play out, mm. where in some states you had, and, and President Trump was was right to say, he was ahead. He was ahead by a lot of, by, by millions or tens of thousands. And then once those mail-in ballots came along, it was game over. You saw that state after state <laughs> after state. And what the analysts are sta- saying here is that it's not going to be the traditional Republican turnout that turns it, at least for the early voting. And it is, at least from what they're seeing in, in heavy Democratic districts that there are more voters coming out in those districts, especially African-Americans, mm. to vote early. So, you know, and, and there was one uh, comment that if you're if you're playing on the on the red team, it's going to be a tough it's going to be a tough battle. The red team, the state. red team, of course, being Republicans, the blue uh, being Democrats. Talking with Andreas Preuss, radio host, WRAS 88.5 FM in Atlanta, Georgia, about the runoff race for the U.S. Senate coming up this Tuesday against uh, uh, Democrat John Ossoff and Republican David Perdue and Democrat Raphael Warnock and Senator Kelly Loeffler. Andreas, there much has been said about the effort that has been put into now rallying uh, both sides, Republicans and Democrats. Of course, Trump and uh, and uh, Biden have both been there already. They're going there again uh, apparently on Monday uh, to do more campaigning. This get out the vote uh, in predominantly traditionally Democratic areas like Atlanta, Fulton County, which is that center part, the core, and, and some other areas um, has also been met with an equal um, effort to get out the Republican vote in some of the more rural areas across the state mm-hmm. and, and down south, I believe, toward Valdosta and other areas. How, mm-hmm. how, how, is that, how has that looked from your perspective? Have they both been equally effective in trying to get to those Democratic or Republican base voters? Well, you mentioned uh, Valdosta, and a couple of weeks ago, Trump was in in one of the largest cities in South Georgia, and the turnout was phenomenal. I mean, it was you know it was just a massive turnout there. And then he's coming uh, Monday, election eve, to Dalton, Georgia, which is North Georgia. So you see the extreme southern part of the state, Valdosta, and then the extreme northern part of the state, which is Dalton. You're heading up into the uh, 
into the mountains up the there. Mountains, yeah. And then BP Pence, Vice President Pence, is also coming on Monday. So, yeah, they're, they're trying to get these folks to the polls to vote on Election Day. That's where they're that's where they're trying to make their stake, staking their claim is that our people are going to turn up on Election Day. But like I said previously, that's traditionally been a Republican thing anyway. But I think they're just trying to convince people everyone needs to come out because it's it's a close race. But it's a close the, race. Those areas like Dalton and, and other areas, those are not high density areas. Those are very, very rural. Are they not? They are. They are. But there's industry up there. Dalton is famous for its carpet manufacturing. Um, you know, so there's there's good industry up there. There's there's some decent money up there. But they basically given up on Fulton County because mm. that's where the most of the problems were with the voting count. And there were there were problems, mm. but they've given up on Fulton County, which is the largest county in the state, uh, you know, and they're trying to, to work these these boundary counties that, you know, where they're. You know, they got a lot of people. Now, what you mentioned about the socialist thing, that's that's the picture that's being painted mm. about all Democrats now. You're a socialist. You know, it's it's not the moderate Democrat, which is more of a Biden Democrat. Um, it's the more of the, you know, the 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 AOCs mm. and the Pelosi's and the Schumer's that it's you know, you see their picture in every ad against Warnock and also if you'll see a picture of them. Hmm. That's the socialism that they're trying to paint is that these people will bring you socialism. And, and, you know, they have, you know, there's been ties to China with the uh, Ossoff that have been kind of not really investigated by, you know, the, the media Fox news is doing big stories on it, but nobody really else is. And then, like I said, Warnock said many things on the pulpit, which could be interpreted in the heat of the moment, you know, when you're preaching, you know, it's you're using powerful words. Yeah. And when you make your living talking, you know, some of those words can be taken out of context or put into a certain context to fit a narrative. But, yes, the socialist thing is is something you see in every ad that comes on radio or television. Now. Wow. Well, that was going to be a question, actually, for you, Andreas. Today, our time, Republican Senator Ted Cruz and several other Republican senators have launched another attack against the voting process, alleging again, uh, suggesting they won't endorse the electors, uh, suggesting again, hinting again of voting discrepancies and so on, playing up this conspiracy theory, if you like. And I find it interesting that it's on the same day, the same day that the US crossed the 20 million case numbers for COVID-19. I can't help believing that's a coincidence. So you have COVID-19, you have allegations of voter fraud, you've got conspiracy theories on socialism. You know, you're there in Georgia. What are the issues that you think are really going to play with voters now? Well, another main issue is uh, criminal justice and and Mm. crime. You know, we've all heard the headlines, you know, crime is up, murder is up in New York City, murder is up here in Atlanta. You've had children being shot and killed by stray bullets because of uh, fights and things like that. Just last week, they had a seven-year-old girl that was shot in the head driving by with her parents, driving by a very popular mall in Atlanta. Glenn knows Atlantic Mall. And just there was a fight. Gunshots rang out, and the little girl was hit in the head. She died a couple of days later. So crime is a major issue. Of course, social justice, racial justice is another big issue. The economy. I mean, there's so much out there. To do, but what's another interesting thing is with the whole election is that both Leffler and Purdue were running against the the votes illegal, the votes illegal, mm. and then they're saying vote for me. So <laughs> yeah, what, so you're telling me the votes it's a bad voting system yet go out and vote. 
It's so a bad I, voting system if I don't get the vote myself. <laughs> Thank well, you. And then they, you know, they kind of they clarified themselves. But at first, that's they were campaigning against the vote. Well, and that's telling what, people that, to go vote. And that's so, what Trump was saying too, right? Don't vote. Yeah, it's a well, rigged they election. Were, they were stay towing, away. They were towing the line. They were towing the line. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it's so it's this weird thing. And of course, nobody uh, accuses the votes that they won as being illegitimate. It's just the votes that the Democrats right. won. So anyway, that's a, that's a whole other can of worms yeah, there. Just, and, and just back to your <laughs> pandemic question, the pandemic, or just let's just say COVID-19, has become so political. Yeah. I mean, every, you know, at first it was wear a mask, don't wear a mask, wear a mask, don't wear a mask. You wear a mask, you're a, you're a Democrat. You don't wear a mask, you're a Republican. You know, send your kids to school, don't send your kids to school. Online learning, in-class learning. Then, now the vaccine. Take the vaccine, don't get the vaccine. Who's getting it, who's not getting it? I mean, this has all just been just a, a very confusing thing for people because it is confusing. Just the messaging from public health officials and the federal government and state officials has been just all over the place. And we and Glenn and I, we've talked about that in the past, mm. how people get confused. Mm. I mean, it's, and now you are hearing, you know, I was walking down the street today and I met a, a 93-year-old woman who was a neighbor and she said she was walking down the street and a family of three said, don't come near us, we've all got the COVID. Okay, so <laughs> where do they live? So yeah, it's, it's still very, it's still happening. You know, unfortunately, it's not nearly as fatal as it was. Mm. But yeah, that's the the, the COVID nineteen, and like you mentioned, this this twenty million more. I mean, that's yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. Andreas, I've got to ask you the blunt question: the the issue of race and demographics. Let's be very blunt here. You've 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 hinted at criminal justice. You've hinted at uh, law and order and crime. You know, one of the key issues for that for the state of Georgia during the presidential election was that racial and ethnic diversification that's taken place in Georgia, in particularly in the metropolitan areas, more African-Americans have moved in. There's an element of white flight in some of the Atlanta suburbs, which arguably shifted the vote more towards Democrat. How serious is the issue of race? Let's be blunt now, in this election, on the one side, you've got this concept of perhaps white flight. On the other side, you've got this issue of what race means in terms of law and order and crime. How do you see it playing out? Well, you know, like we mentioned, this is the home of Martin Luther King mm. Jr. And, you know, he was, this is where he had his church and this was his headquarters. You've also got a history of civil war here. I mean, this is, you know, Kennesaw Battlefield and, you know, the Atlanta, you know, the burning of Atlanta. So there's the two civils, I say, the civil war and civil rights kind of coexisting. The racial component, I mean, you know, it's it's about getting African-Americans out to vote. And you are seeing that turnout now. You are seeing that in these counties, at least in the early voting, that the African-Americans are coming out to vote. Now, the city of Atlanta has an African-American woman as the mayor. You know, she was quick to support Black Lives Matter, which wouldn't be surprising. There was an incident here in Atlanta where police shot and killed a African-American who fell asleep in the line of a Wendy's drive through at one or two in the morning. So he, police were called, what, this guy's just blocking the, the lane, he fell asleep, he got out of the car, he was shot and killed. They, you know, that sparked days of protests. I mean, days of protests. The Wendy's was burned, an armed militia came in, a black armed militia, which then the city basically, the mayor said, let them control their, their neighborhood. Well, guess what? A small child was shot and killed hmm. by, you know, random gunfire. And the city is now being sued for millions of millions of dollars by that family that basically this, the, the, the mayor just said, look, you know, the black militia, you can you, know, you take care of the neighborhood. 
Atlanta police backed off. This incident happened. I mean, it's it's crazy and it's confusing. And where I live in in Buckhead, which is you know uh, I don't want to say an upscale neighborhood, it's it's this is where the shopping malls is. This is where the shopping malls are. You know, there's been there was looting. You know, the whole kind of street racing thing has happened, which is a phenomenon that's in America. That's not just happening here in Atlanta, where these souped up cars just kind of take over neighborhoods. They show up, they do you know, uh, drifting, and you can hear them all. They, the police are chasing them at wow. night. Which is genuinely I mean, scary, right, Andreas? For voters, that's know, genuinely scary. Well, I'm from New Orleans, hmm. and I'm used to, I was used to police sirens all day and night because it's New Orleans. And that's just a, it's just a very violent hmm. city. It's also a smaller city. Now in parts of the city, you, you would never run across crime. And not that we're insulated or that we're living in some kind of bubble, but just every day you're hearing reports of gunshots, police chases, these these uh you know souped up cars street racing drag racing on a you know a high a peach tree street which is a a major thoroughfare in atlanta so are these all african-americans yes the majority are but they have arrested some white people doing this as well but atlanta you know and and, and you know racial you know it's always been kind of a hotbed but one of the the slogans of the city is that it's the city too busy to hate and I, I think you you have one of the largest black middle classes here. It's a very successful uh, city, as in economy. You've got, you know, Home Depot, UPS, Delta, Coca Cola. These are major companies based here in Atlanta that are giving people jobs. Mm. Even even today, there's there's tons of jobs available from those Fortune 500 companies. So it's it's a city that has, you know, like any mm. big city, it's. It's going to have problems. And then when you kind of talk about defunding the police, and even though it's been kind of, you know, pulled back a bit, like they're not just going to cut police departments. There's not going to be any police. We're not having any police. No. Once that message gets out there, I mean, people take advantage. Mm. That's not surprising that people say, look, if I go out and police were not going to, you know, just if there wasn't a violent act involving a, a disturbance, they wouldn't roll on that call. If you had a home burglary, they might they may not show up. They warned you. You know, don't and you know, look. Everybody was at home anyway, so you didn't have an upcrease, an increase in home burglaries because everybody's at home in the pandemic. But once people get that message, there's fear from the general public. Oh my gosh, they're going to you know cut the police budget. And on the other side, the criminals like, hey, let's roll. I mean, we got stuff to do. So Mm. that you, I think you did see that play out. Yeah. Fascinating stuff. Andreas, um, good luck <laughs> on Tuesday with that, with the election. Yeah, no. uh, and uh, <clears throat> hopefully we'll... I'm, I'm going to the polls. I don't vote early. I go day of. And, and my, my two daughters did early voting. And, you know, God bless the young people. Yes. It's important. And you do see them engaged. And one daughter is 20. The other is 23. That they're out there voting as well. So it's, it's great to see the young people engaging with politics because it is important. Andreas, I can't resist it. Any predictions? You know, as Glenn knows, we're not in the prediction game as journalists. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> um, and I'm usually wrong, but I, you know, I, 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 it's too close to call for me. It's too close to call. Yeah, that seems to be what a lot, yeah. uh, what what a lot of people are saying, and and uh, we'll we'll certainly be standing by and watching. Perhaps we can get you on next weekend as well if uh, your schedule permits, Andreas. I'd love to hear the follow up sure. uh, from mm-hmm. you. In the meantime, thanks uh, to Andreas Price. Uh, who is a radio host, WRAS 88.5 FM in Atlanta, Georgia, updating us on the runoff next Tuesday in the state of Georgia. A lot at stake. Andreas, thanks for your time. 
All right. Have a good day. Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.